In the 1920s, Chicago was experiencing a post-war boom. Industry, optimism, and cash were in high supply, and jazz was the soundtrack to Chicago's prosperity. Historian and WBEZ contributor Sherman Dilla Thomas and Arlisa Labas look back at the music and culture of Chicago's jazz era. All right, so we're talking about the jazz age in Chicago, and, and jazz began in New Orleans in the early 20th century. So when did jazz first arrive here in Chicago? Jazz gets to Chicago actually almost as soon as it gets created down in New Orleans. Uh, I'm a Chicago historian, not a New Orleans historian, but there was a kind of regime change uh, in a place called Congo Square, African-Americans started to be prohibited from playing music in public places. And so that sent them to the north. Hmm. But the other thing that uh, uh, got them up here was like the guarantee of jobs that we had in our stockyard. Uh, yeah. The Pullman Porter. So uh, it gets to Chicago like early 1910s. Uh, yeah, with the Great Migration. So everybody's coming up. They bring music with them then. Yeah, absolutely. They, you, you know, you bring your culture, you bring your cuisine, and uh, that is music included. All right. All right. Sherman, paint paint a picture for us. You're a young guy of reasonable means during the heyday of Chicago's jazz era, and it's Friday night, and you're going to take your lady out on the town. Where are you going? Who are you listening to? Uh, so that's an excellent question, Lisa. If I had a little bit of money in my pocket back then on a Friday night, I certainly would have went to the Sunset Cafe or the Grand Terrace Ballroom. Uh, I would have went to the Palm Tavern, and we certainly would have heard jazz luminaries like Lou Armstrong, Earl Hines, Johnny Dodge. We would have heard amazing people like Jelly Roll Morton and, of course, the infamous and awesome Count Basie. God, that would have been so amazing. So it wasn't just black people either. Lots of people heard the music and came to the South Side or clubs on the North Side like the Green Mill. It was really cross-cultural. Chicago has always maybe had a problem with, say, you know, a white dude going to let his daughter marry a black dude or maybe even we're going to necessarily live next to each other. But we always worked next to each other. We traveled on public transportation. And in those spaces, we talked about things that we liked, right? And so... Yeah. Uh, in places like Maxwell Street, in those corridors, it wasn't going to be too um, too far out of possibility for a black guy to come eat at a restaurant or something like that that was suggested to him by his white counterpart at work. And so the same thing with music, right? You hear the black dude humming a jazz song, or maybe uh, he, he hears something on the radio and he turns it up. And he said, hey, this guy's going to be in town. He, they're going to play live. And you, you would have people of all ethnicities coming to Bronzeville, uh, to hear jazz. And then, like you said, in, in certain nights, you know, it might have been a problem for a black guy to be in the green mill, but sure. definitely wasn't going to be one on jazz night. All right. Well, so jazz becomes hugely popular in Chicago. And how does that impact the city culturally and economically? Well, it gives Chicago a boom. That's that's for sure. Uh, number one, during the heyday of the jazz era, you had prohibition going on. And so uh, the performers were also often the cover for the reason why people were partying right they yeah. were there to drink but you know you you want the jazz guys playing to keep the party going yeah. so jazz becomes like this commodity that everyone is using um the aristocrats want to entertain people right the same way if you, you have karaoke now <laughs> they had these things like jazz player pianos and a lot mm -hmm. of them you know greater than 80 percent of them were, were made here in chicago and those were done by the chicago jazz luminaries that we previously mentioned so all right well when you think about this moment in history 
you know, musical Chicago, of course, comes to mind. It was this really crazy, raucous time. There was a lot of sex and booze and violence. I mean, is it really as wild as we um, picture it to be? Uh, as the kids would say, it was wild AF, and that's probably all that I'll get away with on the radio today. Yeah. A quick story on how crazy it was. There was an amazing uh, pianist and jazz player by the name of Fats Waller. Well, he, he performed in Bronzeville like all the jazz luminaries did, and one day he was walking out of a club, and Al Capone henchmen pulled up on the side of him. They blindfold him, take him by gunpoint in the car. What? He doesn't know he's going to arrive at the Lexington, Lexington Hotel, but that's where he does arrive. And they force him to play music for Al Capone's birthday. It's a three-day celebration. Oh. They, play him a, they pay him $100 a song plus tips. But he's kidnapped. His family's looking for him for three days. And at the end of the party, they just pushed him out the door. Every pocket he had was stuffed with money. And that's a really good, accurate way to describe the 20s in Chicago. <laughs> that is an amazing, amazing story. All right. The Depression then hits. The party is over. The jazz age ends. What happens with jazz then? Well, it's exactly like you said, right? We don't have the... Uh, money to throw big swinging jazz parties anymore. So uh, that big band sort of loud jazz sound continues on. They travel uh, when they can, but the band sizes shrink. And also jazz evolves, right? And that's the amazing thing about the music. It later becomes part of gospel, right? Uh, Thomas Dorsey was a jazz player before he became the father of gospel music. And then it also later on evolves into the blues, which Chicago has a big part of making uh, famous and creating that sound. And then, you know, the blues become funk, funk become hip hop. And so right now we're still listening to versions of jazz today, even with our house music. Sherman Dilla Thomas is a local historian, a WBEZ contributor, and a ComEd hero. Thank you so much, Sherman. Thanks, Lisa. This is WBEZ.